Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. Another week's gone by and it's time for another chat with the chaplain. It's been an interesting week. I've been working with juveniles lately and trying to help them get their education. Now these juveniles have been accused of a very serious crime. And so they're looking to be tried as adults or tried as juveniles. There are four of them. One is already they've decided to try as a juvenile, and he already knows what his sentence is and what he's going to get. Two others already know their sentences, or at least what they're supposed to get, because they're being tried as adults. The other thing is that the fourth one doesn't know how he's going to be tried. And yet I watch this young man, and he's so worried about his future. At times he doesn't want to do his schoolwork, and he doesn't because he doesn't have any hope that he'll ever get out of prison or have a life again. And that's a terrible place to be in. And even the other three who kind of know what their sentences will be and how long and how old they'll be, especially when it's a youth, he's about the only one that has any hope because he is going to be in jail for two and a half to three years, and it's as a juvenile, and then he'll get out and He plans to go to college while he's in that setting because it's a federal setting, and they'll allow him to do that. The other two, well, best my guess can be they'll be 35 to 37 murals when they get out. Let's say they're even 38, and the average age is uh, 78 years old, they tell me, due to the pandemic. So 78 from 38, that's 40 more years they can live. That's a good chunk of time. And they have a little bit of hope, but of what? I found most interesting was the young man that wavers back and forth from having no hope. And that really got me to thinking, how many of us today truly have a lot of hope in our life? I mean, I'm not surprised that we don't have a lot of hope in our lives because all you have to do is read the newspaper and it's filled with gloom and doom. If it's not what Putin's going to do over Ukraine and the rest of the world to the ice caps melting and the water's going to rise and the whole coast is going to be flooded and we're going to run out of trees and, oh my gosh, the wildfires are going so wild, they're going to burn everything up and there's just no hope. I mean, to hear everybody describe it, there's nothing we can do. I mean, if you look at most of the people that talk about the science of taking care of our planet, they're doomsdayers. They say, well, yeah, we can turn it around, but if we don't do it within these amount of years, then it's too late. And what's so funny to me is every time I've heard them give the years that this is going to take to destroy us and the years it's going to take to turn it around, it takes more years to turn it around than we've got left. So what does that say to people? There's no hope because Even if we try to turn it around, we're not going to be able to turn it around. And I find that really sad because I believe we should have a hope. But, you know, we live in a world that doesn't look much to the eternal or to this life afterwards. And perhaps from my faith perspective, and that's what I've thought about a lot this week, is God made very clear that we weren't supposed to fall in love with this world. And yet, why wouldn't we fall in love with it? There's a lot of wonderful things about the world. I've done a lot of wonderful things, traveled to a lot of wonderful places, and we have a lot of 
wonderful technology today that can take us to places we've never been through virtual reality and all of these things. And yet the problem is it takes us away. And when we come back, we're right back to where we were. It's sort of like I've believed for a long time for those that are in depression, and that depression is not caused by a medical issue, a chemical imbalance that needs to be treated with medicines. It's simply a depression because of looking at what we don't have or what we might not be able to have or the future that we're not going to be have, and so focusing on looking at the what we don't have we miss all that we have around us and thus get depressed. And again, that's different than someone who has a medical condition through trauma or other reasons, disease that has rewired their brain, and they can't help but be anxious and non-hopeful. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the person who has worked themselves into a state because of basically there's no hope of anything good because all they see is the bad. And that's kind of how our world has gotten. And so I think when we look just at this world, we can see that there's a lot of things that we're never going to be able to change. We're never going to be able to change the hearts of everybody and talk them even into being good people, let alone trying to stop all the evil that's in the world. Because that's a personal choice. We choose our actions. We choose what we think and what we put in our mind, and then that in turn chooses our direction for us because that's what we have implanted in our brain. And so I would like to challenge you this week to start implanting hope inside your life. You know, we more look at the idea that, well, things couldn't get any worse, and then something happens, we said, well, I guess they could get worse. Well, that's always a possibility. Things could get worse. But why don't we start looking at it as things are looking up. Things are going to get better. And part of that is because we're settled into what's going to happen to us at the end of our life. And not doing this, I think, is the greatest hindrance to a good life, not figuring out that this life ends and something comes afterwards hinders a lot of people and keeps them from living in the present. Now, I know we've all talked about we can't change the past and we don't have tomorrow promised to us, so we need to live in the future. But how many of us not live in the future, rather? We should live in the present. But how many of us really do live in the present like this might be our last opportunity to be with the ones we love, to enjoy a good meal, to take a trip, whatever it is. So again, I'd like to challenge you this week to begin to place hope into your life. Find something that can anchor you and gives you hope or assurance. Now, as you would guess, for me, that's my Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ, who promised that I could live eternally with Him. Maybe you don't believe in him and you think that's just a fairy tale. Maybe you believe in a different kind of philosophy. What I do know, though, those in life who do not have a philosophy of how life works and how it ends and how they're going to act and live between the beginning and the end 
are the most miserable people I ever meet because they don't know the future. And that's all they worry about. And they're so worried about the future, they can't live in the present. And so that's what I want you to think about today. And I'm even guilty of that. I know I have a future. I know what that future is. It's in God. I don't know every detail of it. I don't know every aspect of it. And if you ask me to explain it, I couldn't explain every detail about it. But I know it's there. Within my knower, as a Catholic nun was once quoted in the saying, I know in my knower. Now, you may not know that, and that's okay, but I'm sure there's something you can know and you can hold on to. And so I want you to find that this week. I want you to find a hope. I want you to find a peace. And that peace comes from finding that hope. I'm at peace with my life now because I know what is in the future. So I can face each day unafraid. I can face each day knowing that there's new opportunities for joy and happiness. I'm not an Eeyore, and I hope you won't be an Eeyore either. Woe is me, just another day, I suppose. No, I don't want you to suppose. I want you to know, because once you know, that gives you peace. I've told you once before I worried about dying, and when I quit worried about dying, I really started living, and that's what I want you to do. I want you to start living because you found something beyond yourself. You've found a passion. You've found a philosophy. Or like me, you've found a Savior that tells you how it all ends. Until next week, have a blessed week with His protection, favor, and blessing in all that you do.